how do you want to be introduced title-wise? Writer, performer, uh, plane clash investigator? Yeah, <laughs> amateur amateur NTSB. Um, Is that what it's called? <laughs> the National Transportation Safety Board. I Oh, man, wow. I should go get it. I, I literally <laughs> I have a mug with the NTSB seal <laughs> on it. <laughs> Welcome to Birder, I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast that forces our guests to trudge along in the mud and rain. I'm your host, Dewey Cast, along with my co-host, Jessica Cristiano. Uh, we should introduce our guests, um, so please welcome writer Jasmine Dawn. Hi, Jasmine. Yay. Hi. How's it going? Um, I mean, good. I'm, I'm a little wet from the rain, sure. but it's, it's <laughs> nice, all... yeah. I changed my clothes and I still feel damp. I don't know what I did wrong, but... Uh... Yeah, I should have changed. I don't know why I did. Are you still wearing the same but stuff? I didn't change either. I'm literally still wearing the same clothes. So yeah, like I, I, I mean, we talked about this in the real world a little bit, but like just, <laughs> something about rain, it just like my brain just shuts down. I don't yeah. know how to function in rain. Mm -hmm. Sure. So um, you and every you driver know. in the city. So. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Every time it rains, it's like it's happening for the first time. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't think we're supposed to know. We're supposed to do anything in the rain. I think it's meant for yeah. soup and <laughs> staying inside. Sure. Absolutely. Rain is meant for soup. I think there was that thing you're yeah. telling me, Jess, when I got really bad anxiety right before that uh, the hurricane. When, when you were... Sorry, Jess. I, I credited Jess with something and she looked so either proud or confused. What would you say that I was? I don't know what you're talking about because you haven't said when it yet. When you're talking about how like if you feel anxious before a rainstorm, it's because your lizard brain is reacting to the change in pressure and it's telling you to find shelter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Ooh. the hurricane. I kept seeing that on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. But it sounds really good. Sure. Convinced me. I yeah. mean, bad, but <laughs> it sounds like smart. Look, as long as there's no community notes under it, I trust it. So. Yeah. I don't know if community notes were around at that time. Oh, so sounds like sounds like you're fine then. Yeah, sounds like it was good then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so Jasmine, you and I know each other from the University of California, Los Angeles, of which we are both alumni. Yes. Uh, so and actually, uh, I was just there last night, as we discussed a little bit earlier with Jess and I at banter. Mm -hmm. uh, so if any of the children who uh, were at the show are listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, but yeah, children. so we were both involved in comedy. But yeah, and the Westward Enabler, which is the thing that I did, um, yeah. was a satirical newspaper in the style um, of The Onion. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, so we wrote articles and stuff, and that was our main thing. And um, so we wrote, like, um, yeah, just, like, stuff that was, like, a lot of UCLA-specific, like, focus yeah. stuff, but also just kind of, like you know, whatever we wanted to write about. We, I mean, we were, I was in the enabler during the 2016 election. So, perfect. you know, wow. that was a, a big year. <laughs> yeah, you were the one that broke the news, right? Yeah, I, I was the one who called the election for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> the Westwood enabler was the first to report on it. Now, the Westwood enabler, um, that was founded by Luke Moran, right? Luke Moran, yeah. Yeah, former guest uh, Luke guest. Moran. Yeah, and I was actually the 
first person to take over from Luke, which Whoa. was mostly kind of an accident because I <laughs> would I mean, I'm not I think I'm a good writer, but sure. I um, I'm not like a leadership kind of person, really, <laughs> um, in the way that like some people. So Jessica Waite, I don't know if you know her, no. but she um, so Jessica Waite was also a member. member. I don't know Jessica Waite, but I do know Jessica. They don't love you like I love you. Oh, my God. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, so Jessica Waite is like one of those people who's really good at leadership yeah. stuff. And she's just like in high school, I needed to join every club and then be the <laughs> be the president yeah. of that club. And she's like really yeah. good at like rallying people and just like, you know, she's just one of those people. Yeah. And I'm so not that way. So when Luke graduated, we were like, oh, obviously it's going to be Jessica in charge. But yeah. then she ended up studying abroad in Korea for a oh, semester. Shit. So they're like, oh, shit, I guess Jasmine's in charge. So I spent <laughs> it was literally the fall of 20. Oh, no, wait, was that? Yeah, I think it was the fall of 2016. Yeah. It was like just me in charge of the enabler. Um, so yeah, it must be an yeah, honor to be put in charge crazy. with the sentence. Well, I guess Jasmine's in charge. That's a fun vote <laughs> yeah. of confidence. Yeah. Is it still around? I did not. I th- it is still around. Yeah, it's actually crazy. Um, we went, uh, me, Luke, and Kush and Jack, who were like the two editors in chief, yeah. editors in chief after yeah. us, after me and Jessica. Um, they, the current enabler kids, invited us to come to like their Aww. last meeting and like, um, not their last meeting, but just one yeah, of their all dead meetings now. last year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all, you know, they all put on the like black Nikes and the purple. <laughs> so we did a little heaven, Heaven's Gate Jesus uh, deal, <laughs> Heavenly Gate, whatever. Heaven's, um, Heaven's Gate. Yeah. I'm really into cults right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, yeah, hell yeah. As we as we'll um, discuss later. Ooh, Will yeah. We? Um, we found that key. So. Oh yeah, I looked oh, into yeah, it. I, yeah. I googled it. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Well, sorry. Back to Ooh. your story, There's Jasmine. Gonna be a key update. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, they, it's still around and they invited us to come like hang out and talk to them about like what we're up to now and stuff. Oh, sure. Um, but they were really sweet and it was crazy because when I first joined, it was like maybe six people. It was like yeah. Luke Moran and five of his friends. And that was yeah. what the entire enabler was. And when we went there, there were like 30 people. Like it was a huge, wow. like an entire, one of those big Ackerman like conference rooms full yeah. of people. And it was so cool to see how much it had grown over the past, like um, t- almost 10 years. I think this 2024 yeah. is going to be the 10 year anniversary of the enabler, which is insane. So so, Jasmine, we were talking today, and you were saying that you are very into plane crashes. Yes, that is true. <laughs> okay, so could you, could you elaborate on that? Um, I, it, like, I don't know. It came out of, like, a place of fear, honestly, where I would get oh, really, shit. like, I was a really anxious flyer. I, uh-huh. I mean, still kind of am. But, like, yeah. for some reason, I don't know, it was, like, a weird sort of counterintuitive thing where I was, like, oh, the more I actually learn about, like, the factual details about plane crashes, yeah. it becomes less of this, like, nebulous, scary thing where I'm, like, Whoa. oh, shit, that could happen any moment. But, like, and now I'm, like, okay, there's actually, like all of these steps in place to like prevent yeah. plane crashes from happening. Like all being said, they're very rare. 
Um, Interesting. And yeah, I don't know. So it just kind of came out of like that weird, like sort of morbid curiosity. One of my many just like weird pandemic holes <laughs> that I got into yeah, yeah. was like I started watching like the series <laughs> um, that I I mean, I, I just was just watching the episodes on yeah. YouTube, but I think it's like a Canadian series um, called Mayday Air Disaster. And it's literally just... <laughs> It's okay. It's the it's the kind of TV show that you would walk in on your dad watching after dinner, and you're like, "Why are you watching this?" And he'd just be like, "It's interesting." <laughs> it's where it's kind of like I don't know. It's just like the most like it literally just every yeah. episode does like a recreation of like the final moments of this like historic plane crash or something. Oh, and um and then like the second half of it is like all about the investigation about it and like the fact oh, like kind of like usually the NTSB if it's an American yeah. um, crash mm-hmm. which is the National and, Transportation yeah, say, Safety Board thanks totally. for clarifying and yes <laughs> um, and they yeah they just like talk about like the factors that they like you know investigate and it like gets it got to the point where i'd watch so many of these episodes that i like start recognizing like the ntsb investigator like talking ahead guys i'm like oh that's bob benson <laughs> like i love this guy or like yeah that rule like oh shit they brought out gregory fife for this they were bringing out the big guns like yeah do you like shows yeah. like lost or yellow jackets or is that unrealistic i i actually okay so i haven't seen yellow jackets i know i need oh to God, so good but yeah, I need to. And like Lost, my mom watched it when I was a kid, I guess, <laughs> and I would like watch bits and pieces of it, but I never like really sat down and watched Lost. As a Breaking Bad fan, do you get extra excited when the plane crash episode comes back around? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, also, okay. So, <laughs> in right after that episode, you know, yeah. there's like a whole scene where Walt is like addressing the high school that he teaches yeah. at. And he's like, because yeah. there's a whole Very assembly for like yeah. everyone's like, grief. yeah. And he's just like, yeah. well, actually, the most, the deadliest crash in history happened in Tenerife. And no one even remembers yeah. that. And like Tenerife is like my favorite place. I could do a whole podcast episode just by <laughs> myself about that plane crash. But yeah, so I am always like, I, I I am Walter White in that scene where I'm like, I love bringing up Tenerife <laughs> in the most like inappropriate situations because I love to talk about it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of people I feel like get into true crime for that same reason of like the uh, trying yeah. to control the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Same with cults. That's me with cults right now. <laughs> Not that I think yeah. I would, I would ever join one. Well, that's how you, they get you. Not that I'm, not that I'm like too smart to join a cult or something, because that's not how it goes. But you never know what's out there. Sure. So we should talk that's about true. before we get in the birds. We did find a mysterious key on the hike today. And yeah. Jess, you said you looked it up. It kind of just seems like a spreading kindness kind of thing. But at the bottom of their oh, website, it does say like, "Want to yeah. be part of the magic?" And I'm like, it doesn't <laughs> tell you what the magic is, so you have to like really yeah. inquire. But I think right now it's kind of just it's beginning stages of what I'm sure okay. will one day be sure. an HBO documentary about a cult. So, yeah, for the listeners, we're walking by a eucalyptus tree and just noticed that there was a, a big old style key with a tag on it sticking out of the tree. And it had a link to a website that I don't know if we want to plug the website. No. OK. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it just said only you hold the key to your bliss. Yeah. And it was stuck in a tree. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Got me there. It was yeah. that works on me. It was so like 
90s point and click adventure like PC <laughs> yeah. game where it's just like there's a well, like a, just a very conspicuous old tiny key with a label <laughs> like yeah. conveniently placed in a tree for us to find. Yeah. Um hell yeah. Well, Jasmine, what is your history mm-hmm. if any with birds and or birding? Um my history with birds. Well, we talked about my interest in planes which are kind yeah. of the you know the birds of the sky um and uh yeah and my uh instagram username is bird clump oh yes we should we didn't talk about that that. is my the extent of my history with birds which makes yeah yeah, because i actually don't know anything about birds despite i've been using bird clump as a username for like a long time now so i kind of feel like i'm like stealing bird clout by doing that so i (laughs) i felt like part of the reason why i felt like i needed to do this was to like pay my respects to birds after you know Okay, what was the origin of Bird Clump? Was it just like a fun couple letters together or? It sounds like a spectrum password. Yeah, it does. (laughs) does Yeah, like like Bird bird Clump 790. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, I think I forgot what it was. I just needed like a username for something. And I was I was like trying to just make like a throwaway. I'm like, okay, what is just like two funny words that I could just mash together? (laughs) So I just thought Bird Clump. And then I ended up liking that so much because I thought it was just so funny that I ended up like using it as a username for a bunch of other stuff. So Interesting. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Well, we went on a birding trip today. So Jess, do you want to read off the list of birds we saw? Yep. We saw bush tits, morning doves, ravens, yellow rumped warblers, or as we like to call them, butterbutts, Anna's <laughs> hummingbirds, scrub jays, California towhees, acorn woodpeckers, house finches, uh, a Hutton's very, vireo. Yeah. Hutton's, I'm going to say it again. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I am. Love that Hut- for you. Hutton's Vireo and a spotted toey. Hell yeah. I messed up. Um, any of those Jasmine that stood out to you that you really want to talk about or remember? Um, well, I know that we talked a lot about the the uh, polycule woodpeckers <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Those are, sorry, I'm going to put my phone away. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Um, yeah, those are super interesting to me. Yeah, um, what you like about those woodpeckers? I didn't get it. Well, I didn't get a chance to like see them super well just because sure. of like the lighting and stuff. Yeah, but all the stuff that you told me was super fascinating about their sort of like complicated family or like breeding dynamics. Yeah. and like the structure is super cool to me. Um, it's almost like a, like a beehive where it's like yeah. they have all these like weird like sort of roles that they yeah. fill and i thought that's super cool yeah for the listeners it's gonna be hard for me to distill in podcast form and uh spo- i'm not gonna say exactly what but stay tuned in a couple weeks i may be announcing some way that you can really get an in-depth look at the uh, acorn woodpecker families Ooh. but basically um they live in gr- like groups of several breeding adults so um like usually like three to four males four to five females something like that and um a lot of times the males and females are related or the males that are related, the females are not related. So like the males will be like um, a father or a son or as Jasmine pointed out, a brother and an uncle like LMFAO. Um, and then like the uh, breeding females will be like cousins or like sisters or stuff like that. And there won't be like incest or anything, but they all sort of live together and the polycules raise the babies. And then said babies will um, live as non-breeding adults that are called helper adults with the nest for a while. And so they won't breed, but they'll help out by like gathering food or like helping raise for the young. See, that's literally like bees. Like that's crazy to me. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There you have the most well-studied social and complex social structure of any bird on earth. By the way, you got the link for the acorn pecker, right? 
I did, yes. Okay, great. I like how they describe these as clownish. Yeah, that is a common thing with these guys because they do look silly. They got their little tuxedos. They oh, got yeah. their little hat. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but they're one of the most well-studied like um, birds in terms of, like their social dynamics in like the world um, because they're super complex and it's super. There's so much to know. Um, but those little helper adults, the guys that are sticking around and helping, they can eventually become breeding adults. And either they become breeding adults in one of two ways. The easiest way is that somebody dies. So somebody in their family, their father, their uncle, their cousin, etc., will die. And then they can become a breeding male or female by replacing said dead relative. The second way is actually pretty fucking interesting. So acorn woodpeckers are one of the only wild birds that have been noted to um, possess this ability called triadic awareness. So triadic awareness basically just means the ability to discern relationships between others. So what that means is that these guys will go like fly about and observe other colonies of um, acorn woodpeckers, other breeding groups. And they're able to just by watching determine, okay, that one's the breeding adult dad, that one's the breeding adult son, breeding adult mom, breeding adult sister, stuff like that. They can recognize who is who and what family and see if there's an opening for them to come in and become a breeding adult and fill that gap. So like if they notice like a male dies and they need somebody to fill in, they can fly in and fill it. No other birds have been recognized in the wild being able to recognize relationships like this. It's actually a pretty complex um, sort of social um, intelligence that's been involved in these woodpeckers. So it's pretty fucking cool how smart they are. Yeah, I remember that was another thing that was really... Um... That was really interesting when you were talking to me about it of like, yeah, what did you say? Triadic awareness, right? Triadic like being able yeah. to I, like not only having their own like, I mean, I guess it makes sense if they have their own internal like complex social structures that they can like identify that. Yeah. Outside of themselves. It's weird to think of a bird having the concept of an uncle. That's very. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. if they can specifically like recognize that, but still. Yeah. Wait, what was the other? Was it the bush tits? I don't remember. There was another bird that you said is like a dumbass. The one that will just sit on like a, <laughs> a car window and like yeah. shit itself. But it's so funny. We bring that one up all the time. That's a spotted toey. Yeah. Spotted toey. Yeah. Or no, sorry. So yeah, like California that- toey. Oh, okay, California Toey. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they, like that, to me, that's so funny, just the yeah. amount of, like, difference in birds, like, yeah. sort of awareness that you can get, you know? Yeah. Like, one can't even, like, recognize its own reflection. The other one's like, oh, I can figure out what the familial yeah, like, relation between these other birds are. Like, that's it crazy. It is fucking wild, these guys. Um, these yeah. are one of Jess's favorite birds, so we see them and talk about them all the time. Because, um, mm. Jess, you love the pecking, right? I think it's cool that they do what their name is. I think they were like <laughs> named really correctly. A lot of birds yeah. aren't named correctly. Sure. But this one, mm-hmm. it is pecking wood. Yeah. So they and it's are. doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, you kept telling that bird I was doing a good job. What birds do you think are improperly named? Particularly ones that are like named with colors. It's it's like either the mm. wrong color or it's they're focusing on the wrong color. So it's like yeah, like mm-hmm. are this no black neck stilts. Black neck stilts is crazy because I'll show you them. They have like bright pink legs or no? What am I thinking okay. of? Am I right? No, you're thinking of the black neck stilt. You're right. Yes, yeah, so or they're orange. They're called the black neck stilt, and they if you look at them, the first thing you think is not wow. Look at that beautiful black neck. It's I'm um, sending it to you right now. Mm-hmm. It's their big ass pink legs that are second only to flamingos in terms of body to leg length ratio. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they're bearing the lead for a lot of these birds. Anything yeah. like 
And like I was trying to find a a heron online the other day and oh, I yeah. googled yellow heron and a bird that's like not even a little bit yellow came up and I was it was very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Same yep. with that's... great blue heron. They're not blue. blue. It's gray. Okay. Well, here in I will say in your defense, a heron that looks just like it in Asia and Europe is called the gray heron, so I guess that is fair. The one in the Miyazaki movie is a gray heron. Totally. So. Oh, Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wait, are you a Twilight head? Have we talked about this? No. Okay. I'm not. I mean, I, I was used to be when I was in sixth grade, okay, but not sorry. currently, I guess. Yeah. You brought up Rob Pattinson so fast that I thought it would be something that we had to discuss. That's <laughs> the only sure. thing I know about that movie because I haven't seen yeah. it. And I need to. I heard it's it great, really but good, I just yeah. know that Robert Pattinson is the heron in it. Yeah. And I know that he killed it, so... Yeah. Uh, anyway, so back to the fucking acorn woodpecker. So that's not the only complex and interesting thing about their nesting structure. So they all the females will share a nest. So when I say nest, um, these guys are cavity nesters. So they dig their own cavities with their little beaks. They'll peck, peck, peck away and build a cavity in one of the trees that they nest in. I and mean, what's cool about that is they build multiple cavities. So they build like five or six and only one is built for the nest. The rest of them are built so that the like other adults can like roost in the little holes there. And then the females can sit on the nest and raise the babies and stuff. And uh, all the females raise eggs at the exact same time. and The babies come out the exact same age. But the way that they achieve that is fucked. So what happens is the first one will lay her eggs. And then the next one to lay eggs, if it's like a couple days later, will destroy any existing eggs and then lay her own. And then that first one will probably lay again and do the same thing. And then a third one will lay eggs and then destroy the ones before them. And they keep doing that until every single bird is laying them at the exact same time. And then they stop destroying the eggs. And then after they're done, so that way, because they've destroyed all the other eggs that weren't laid at the right time, all three of them now lay a new group all together and they're all the exact same age. And that way they can raise them all at the same time. They don't have to worry about one like being more developed than the other. It's, so it's a lot easier evolutionally. But what's kind of gross is that they don't want to just like waste all the eggs they've broken. So what they do is once they all start laying at the same time, they take all the detritus and the goop and just put it in a tree next to them. And then one by one, everybody just like eats them over the next couple of weeks. Ew. Really gross. That's like yeah. when uh, girls yeah. when girls live together and y'all sync up. But if you if you then ate your periods yeah. just ate the tampons <laughs> yeah. yeah you put, on, yeah. Yeah, you put, put all your... the tampons in a tree yeah exactly just stuff you know, dig out a cavity in a tree and just <laughs> put them all in there Ugh. um yeah so that's pretty fucking wild and crazy and then uh just more about these these guys are so endlessly fascinating and i really recommend doing research on acorn woodpeckers because there's so much cool shit so again their name is acorn woodpeckers because they eat a lot of acorns acorns aren't their primary food but they use them in the same way that humans would use grain back in the day with granaries. They store them for later, for winter. So the same way that humans would just take a bunch of grains and grind them up and throw them in a pyramid somewhere. These guys use what are called granary trees as opposed to granaries where they pick one tree and they're like, we're going to take this tree and we're going to peck a thousand holes in it. And in each hole, it's going to be perfectly um, sized to fit an acorn that we found. They're going to stuff it in there. They stuff it so tight that no other bird species can easily get it out. They like specifically stuff it tight so that only the woodpeckers can get it out. The reason that they stick them in trees is that if they were to stick them in clumps like together like a lot of squirrels do, that won't last through the winter because when they're stuck like that together, they develop moisture and that makes them rot and mold mm. and stuff. But when they stick them in these holes, they've realized that it helps them actually dry, like stay dry. They don't get mold and they can last 
last for fucking the entire winter because these acorn crops typically come in the fall and if these woodpeckers do it right they can build enough in the fall to last the entire year and they are very meticulous about these holes because as the acorns sit in there they dry out as i said so they don't get moldy that makes them smaller and looser so the acorns are or the woodpeckers are constantly hopping up and down checking the things and if they see that one is loose they'll dig a new hole that it's tighter for and then stick it in that new tight hole or they'll find an existing tight hole and stick it in there i'm sorry for saying tight hole so many times and stick it in uh, <laughs> but yeah and then so i say that their primary food isn't acorns it's bugs so they'll fly they'll eat a lot of bugs and if the bug is too big they'll even store bugs in those holes these guys fucking love cavities they're the opposite of a dentist it's wild do they eat all the acorns or are they kind of just like obsessive hoarders and they like they are obsessive hoarders but they do eat them it's just for backup so i don't know if they eat all of them i don't know if they get around to that because again they one tree could have as many as five hundred thousand acorns shoved in it um so it just depends but for the most part i think it's more an obsessive hoarding because a lot of animals don't have that like biological like i've collected enough food thing hmm. so a lot of them which like over like collect i think it was like i think it was burrowing owls we talked about where they found a burrow where like in a really bountiful year they collected like 200 squirrels like dead squirrels down there to eat and stuff so um birds aren't really or animals really aren't great at being like i've fed enough because you know the biological impulse to survive is so strong so i would imagine yeah. that like thousands of acorns go uneaten i would guess but i don't actually know it's a good question to look into yeah, that makes sense, because I was thinking, like, that would involve a lot of, like, abstract future planning for, yeah, like, right? an animal to be like, okay, like, this is how much food we can anticipate yeah. we're going to need, and, like, yeah. yeah, like, I feel like that's, like... Yeah, that's hard for a bird to do. But I feel like if any bird could figure it out, it's the woodpeckers, because these guys are so fucking smart. Yeah, they're developing societies and land and community. Yeah. <laughs> dynamics and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> I love the idea of an acorn woodpecker using um, Microsoft Excel to figure out how to budget yeah. their food properly. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. We have different tabs for like different yeah. <laughs> trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. Hell yeah. Um, any other thoughts on acorn woodpeckers before we moved on? No, I'm I'm upset that I didn't get to see just because of the like angle and the lighting and stuff. And it was yeah. rainy. I just didn't get to see their cute little heads because I'm looking at these photos and I'm like, they're so adorable. I know it was so cloudy. And so we're getting nothing but light reflection. So they just look like black silhouettes over everything, which is not fun. Yeah. But I will say what's fun about these guys <laughs> is um, they cause thousands of dollars in property damage every year, which is really funny. Oh, and, uh, yeah. I was researching that and there's one article I'd read that rule and the guy's like, well, you know, um, they were kind of here first, so you can't really get mad at them for, for digging exactly. in your house, which is true. It's just, yeah, this is, we're in their home. Like, yeah. here's one final crazy thing that I'll say about these guys. So ooh, what the fuck happened here? Sorry. I got to fix the website. What's crazy about these guys is that they've done studies. And if you had to guess, do you think that males that live in a polycule with like, five or six other males that are also fucking the same females do you think that they sire more or fewer offspring if they have to compete Ooh. with all these guys fewer. like what like one individual male yeah compared sire, to like a wild male by himself or like um a yeah. male who's fucking the same women as three other guys who do you Dude, think sires more? <laughs> probably man i guess the polycule one is Believe what i would or not, guess yes because okay. for um so scientists have looked into it and for some reason yeah. it's actually biologically more um effective to live in these polycules adults who live in these polycules sire more children as males than males on their own 
it's really interesting mm. so yeah fellas start marrying your friends yeah being in those polycules means there's like always like mates ready is that what it is like i think that's what it is i think it's a lot of the security then a lot of the males can help like defend the nest a little better i think i'll have to do some more research yeah. as to why i don't know if scientists know just yet um but it's yeah. really interesting yeah that's super cool uh hell yeah so we're gonna move on to our next bird so i want to talk about uh a first for the podcast i'll send you the link so you can see him up close since we didn't get a great look at him this was the little green guy we spotted this is the hutton's vireo mm-hmm so for listeners, the Hutton Vireo is a little guy. He looks just like a ruby crowned kinglet without the little red patch on the top of his head. They're so similar. They're always confused for each other. And there's um, very subtle differences. So it's hard to tell a lot of the time. But what's fun about these guys, they're called the Hutton's Vireo. They were named Hutton's Vireo by John Caston, whose name you might recognize from a few other bird species. And here's the exact quote from uh, the Cornell Lab. At the persistent request of colleague Spencer F. Baird, John Casson reluctantly named the species after William Hutton, a young naturalist whom he did not know, but who collected the type specimens in 1847 in Monterey, California. So basically, it sounds like Casson really wanted to name him after himself. And this other guy's like, hey, this guy found them like way long ago. I think you should name it after him. And then like after five or six tries, he's like, all right, fucking fine. I'm going to name him Hutton's Vireo. But Casson does also have a Casson's Vireo that's another bird, so... He okay. yeah. the end, you guess. already have a Vireo. Yeah. Don't get greedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let Hutton have his Vireo. Goddamn. Yeah. Um, yeah. These guys Mom, are fun Mom to... said it's my turn to get a Vireo <laughs> named after me. <laughs> so what do you guys think about this guy just based on uh, first looks on this little uh, this little link? He's, he's so small and adorable. Yeah. He's really tiny. Yeah. He's a cute little guy. These guys are, um, among Vireos, they have one of the most monotonous songs. Their songs are just one note they repeat over and over again, which kind of is like when a kid Mm. first plays with a xylophone. They don't really know what music is. They're Mm -hmm. just like, bang, bang, bang. Um, Mm -hmm. So these guys are super fun. So um, the males and females will both do, they'll both take part in raising the babies. And the males are generally the one that brings the food for the babies. So um, they're very attentive parents when it comes to feeding. A lot of times they wake the parent, um, like they'll wake up the kids early in the morning to make sure they eat by doing a little cluck sound to feed them. Mm-hmm. And they'll like make sure they start feeding by like pecking around their like little head, like um, on their like jaw area. So like the upper and lower mandibles, um, just to like make sure they start eating and stuff, which is really cute. There's some times where the female is so obsessed with feeding her babies that she'll take food from the male to give to the kids. So dad's just sitting mm-hmm. down for dinner and mom's just taking his drumsticks and handing them to the baby, yeah. which is really cute. <laughs> it's very fun. They mostly eat bugs. Uh, that's their big uh, diet thing. So mm-hmm. I have some gross facts about them. Oh, love that. So a lot of birds are really obsessive nest cleaners and that becomes a bit difficult when you have a bunch of babies shitting all over the place. So a lot of times a lot of birds will like pick up the stuff and throw it out or like the babies know to like shit on the outside of the nest. In the early days, the parents will eat all feces that the young produce. So every time the babies poop, the parents will eat it. (laughs) They'll eat it all. In fact, sometimes the young feed and then immediately poop into their parents' mouth. No. Oh, that's so gross. It gets grosser. Not only that, the parents oh will also like peck the baby's bottoms to stimulate defecation. Ew. It's fucked up. It's really So they're gross. they're poking both ends of their kids to yep. stimulate that's 
It's fucked up. Really fucking gross. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. All right. What could possibly be? Well, because if the there's poop over the place, and then it breeds bacteria did... and parasites. Sure. But what a weird okay. evolution, though. Like, why? I'm gonna. I. They didn't say specifically in my research. Here is my guess. So after a few days, they start picking up the poop and throwing it out of the nest, and then eventually the babies are old enough to just poop out the side of the nest on their own. My guess is that in the early days, it's sort of like with babies, the first poops are kind of more liquidy and gross, and they're harder to get out, and then eventually they're easier to pick up. So I'm gonna guess it's just based on poop structure, but I didn't get a ton of answers when I was looking into it. Ugh. But yeah. God. Really gross stuff. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. See, these guys typically they uh, when they're not shitting all over the place, they feed in multi-species feeding flocks like the bush tits we talked about. So they like to hop from bush to bush with other birds, like bush tits, um, nut hatches, all that stuff. Um, and these guys nest. These guys typically eat bugs very slowly and deliberately, so they like really like carefully stalk them like a predator. Um, they mostly hunt on like the tops of the trees, so like the tops of like um, big branches and like the you know crown and stuff. So yeah. Hmm. They're cool little guys. Any other thoughts on the Hutton's Vireo before we move on? Uh, fucked up weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up weirdos. Yeah. Fucked up weirdos, ba- liquid baby poop eaters. Yeah. yeah, not... You know, I think that, that you know, Hutton, God bless you and your Vireo, but just... You're, you're, your Vireo is a freak. I'm sorry, Mr. Hutton. They're yeah. so small. They are and tiny it's as hell. Freaking me out. <laughs> well, how small they are? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes the birds are just like it's too much for me because they can't walk right and they have tiny little wings. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand them sometimes. It's not sure. important. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a parent. Sometimes I just don't understand them. Yeah, it's kind of it's just like when you start thinking about one thing for a little too too long. And nothing <laughs> on earth makes sense anymore. Yeah. Shit's fucked. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on to our next bird. So this is the bird that actually, Jasmine, you spotted first. Um, and spotted is a very appropriate thing to say because this is a spotted toey. Toey. This is, that's not how I would have expected toey to be spelled. I was wondering. Tell Jess. So you're telling <laughs> me. Yeah. So yes, this is a spotted toey, which is a very cool looking little guy. They're... Um, they are actually a species of sparrow. They're part of a, a, a small group oh. called red-eyed sparrows. And you can mm. tell by these scary-ass red eyes. Yeah. I definitely I definitely didn't see the eyes on the one yeah. that we saw. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. There was a cool. point in the walk where I said, ooh, I just saw a cool tail. I got to go check that out. And I ran into the bushes and mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. It was Looking back at the tails now, it was a spotted toey. Oh, um, nice. This is what they look like? Yeah. I've never seen one like this before what do you mean you've never seen one do you think of the california toey um i guess but i i guess i'd never get a good look at them yeah even when i think i do well that's sorry okay. i didn't mean to interrupt that was rude <laughs> jess i i'm gonna tell you for the thousandth time you were allowed to talk on your own podcast yeah Mm-mm. <laughs> you said when i joined you can come but you can't talk <laughs> Anyway, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, so these guys are super fun. So for the listeners, they're um, a little black and orange bird. They they got a black back, orange sides, and a white belly. They're very cute. And they're called spotted toeys. So they look just like the eastern toey. The only difference is that these toeys have those little white spots on their wings and on their back. 
And scientists think that is because they live in a little bit more of a drier locale on the West Coast and the Western half of the United States. They spend more time in like dry brush. And they think that those spots help them blend in better with a little bit of light specks that come in from the sun mm. on like bushes that come in from like, you know how like when the bushes have interlocking branches, they get little like blots of light. So they think that the spots help them blend in better with the uh, sun rays, which is pretty cool. That's super cool. Yeah. So these guys are super fun. We talked about it on the hike a little bit. They're incredibly horny. So before breeding, males will fly up to the tallest point of a bush and spend 70 to 90% of their day just hornily screaming for a mate, just singing their little lungs out. And once they find a mate, singing drops from 90% to 5% of their day. So once they get laid, it's over. They're like, all right, I can do something else now. Yeah, I can, I can pursue hobbies. I could start a business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah, can go they, back to school. Go, yeah, as soon as they're done singing, they start an LLC. They take out a small business loan. They get $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> what do they do? Um, They just run around and look for bugs, actually. <laughs> so these guys have a very fun That's what board. I do after <laughs> I get laid, too. Yeah. That's living. Yeah. yeah. That would be fun if instead of the stereotype of like lying in bed smoking a cigarette, they just you'd run outside in a bathrobe and you look for little bugs. Yeah, <laughs> with your little your little net and like a little plastic <laughs> yeah. carrier. Yeah. Bring that back. <laughs> bring that back. Yeah, That's, we need to uh, bring nets back. I, <laughs> when was the last time you saw someone catching bugs in a big net? I agree. Also, I think that's how we should catch people. Like I, I think that oh, yeah. you know, yeah, I think that's a lot more fun than handcuffs. It's a big net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, sorry to go on a tangent real quick, but have you seen oh, those please. videos of like in Japan? I think there's they're doing like drills um, at the zoo for like the zoo staff where they're like, here's what happens in case an animal escapes. So they have yeah. like a zoo employee dressed up as like a lion, like <laughs> running through the zoo so that like the other staff members can like practice putting him in a net and stuff. And That's it's super really funny. funny. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's, like, so clearly just, like, that is yeah, your co-worker walking around on two legs in a, like, cartoon lion They can't costume. run faster than a lion. No, definitely not. It's not a realistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know why. That's I don't funny. think it's going to save anyone, <laughs> no. but it is fun to watch, so. Uh, yeah. Do you guys know why um, they use nets to catch them instead of tranquilizer darts? It's funnier. No. Because trank darts actually don't, aren't instant like they are in the movies. They take like a couple minutes. So oh, all it does is just piss the bear off. Sense, and then now yeah. you're still being chased by a bear. So That makes sense because it would have to actually travel. And probably because it's such a big animal too. It would probably take a long time to you yeah. know, pass through all of its blood stream and yeah. whatever. But if but. the net misses, then it's like same thing. And embarrassing. Yeah, and but then if you do. Up a net. If, but if you do get the net. If you do get, the, yeah, it's sort yeah. of like a, if you do land it, then it's There's really no instant. proper way to catch a lion when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. I think nets are probably the most humiliating way to be caught because like you're caught by your own inability to escape because like they throw the net on you and like you freak out and tangle yourself more. Very yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Nets are, yeah, they, they are very embarrassing. That's how nets it's work, more right? Yeah. It's more about them? shaming yeah. yeah, it's more about shaming the bears, I think, <laughs> rather than into yeah. not doing it again. Yeah, Because <laughs> the, the tranquilizer like, oh, dart, they're just going to forget all of that. They're yeah. not going to learn a thing. But with the net, they're going to be like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I cannot let anyone see me 
I cannot let anyone see me this net again. Oh my god! Yeah, can you imagine going back to Bear High School the next day and everyone's like, "Hey, look, Tony got caught in the net yeah. last night. What a door!" Yeah, yeah. Well, what's good, net boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, you catch any salmon while you're in there? It's like, oh. <laughs> we love bears in this podcast. Jess is a big bear girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bears are Maybe sweet. You're a big Cubs boy. Yeah, I'm a what boy? Cubs. Yeah, I do love the Chicago Cubs. That's the uh, hat I'm wearing. So, yep. Even though it's green. Anyway, back to the <laughs> birds. Um, so we also talked about this too. The reason that there's... So the spotted toey is very similar to the eastern toey as we talked about, the one that just has fewer spots. And they're closely related, but they are separate species. And the reason that they're separate species, we talked about this, for a while during the Ice Age, the North America was split in half by a big-ass glacier. And so because of that, these two species branched off into separate species and uh, became their own little guys. I wonder if there's, are there other, I mean, I'm sure there are, and I don't know if you know off the top of your head. Oh, but... no, it's super, it's incredibly common in birds and other animals. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. It's, it's a super common yeah. thing. That's why we all have like East and West Coast flavors of stuff. Jess, you look like you're pondering something. No, I'm thinking about the glacier and where that was. I think it was just like literally like the whole because Jasmine, you were saying that that was how we got the planes, right? Not that not your planes, That's, but like the PLA. I think so, but I'm like not. I'm not even a hundred percent sure. Like that just sounded right to me. Um, that might not even be true. Was but there, in my I'm mind, Googled, I thought I'm, I'm going to Google. Kind of showing my lack of education, but um, was it like stuff was on top of what is currently here? Or was it? I think so. Everything kind of moved in different directions and made mountains somewhere. So. My understanding was that there was a big glacier, like that covered like basically the entire Midwest area that like traveled through the Midwest area and like flattened everything, and that's why we have like the Great Plains and like all that flat shit. But again, I I don't even know if I. According to one Google, that seems like it's right. So I'm going to say that's right. There you go. Yeah. But glaciers are how I'm we genius. got half them too. Half Dome was like a regular yeah. mountain that got cut in half by a glacier. <sighs> Jess is freaking out again. It's a lot to take in. I just don't care. It is a lot to take in. Was it, because it's so is, crazy to think is about the it. Midwest, like, was it the ocean floor at the time, or was it just no, a it was, glacier no, it was is just, a big ice cube? No, they formed it by making it flat. There was already land there, and it just flattened it as it, as it went down. So, it, yeah, so it was probably more mountainous and stuff yeah. before then, right? And then the glacier came and just kind of slowly... I think so. I don't know how mountainous... It, I don't know if it was mountainous, because I don't know how many fault lines there, but it could have been, like, hillier or, like, denser or something with more trees and shit. Oh, true. Yeah. I think I'm just yeah. going to go fully really show my st- stupid... Is a what is a? I think I'm really stuck on what a glacier is. Is it a big, big hunk of big, ice? Big, big, yeah. big, big, big I don't understand yeah. how it's moving. Big, well, it's over think, the over the course of like millions of years, like right? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like, like a race car slid yeah. across. Yeah, it's it's okay. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna Google how do glaciers move and uh, like how does a big thing of ice get there? Okay, so this is it. It's the dumbest way possible. So glaciers move by internal deformation of the ice, and they slide over the rocks and sediment as the ice below like melts and deforms and shit. Okay, oh. so they're just slipping and sliding. And how did it get there? It formed because it was the During ice age, so it's super age. cold. For listeners, Jess is covering her face in her hands and discomfort. No, I don't think we should even keep this part in because I'm I'm really really dumb. But <laughs> no, no, it's like I I yeah. am all truly. This is all I'm just saying this based on vibes. I'm like that sounds. Great. I guess I'm, like, yeah. I don't understand 
how that much how that much water so it was so cold that big ice cubes formed yeah it's just like i like all this geological stuff just happens but there were still birds yeah (sighs) all right i don't understand how it could be that cold (laughs) birds have been around for like i mean because dinosaurs were birds right so like that part i I guess birds have been around just (laughs) yeah yeah all right we gotta move on (laughs) i'm sorry we broke your brain jess it's okay. I should just look into it. It's something I think about a lot. So one final thing about Spotted Toes was very fun is that uh, they'll get in a fights with each other, and when one bird becomes dominant, the other one or like when one bird finally becomes submissive and like decides to give up, he'll show that by picking up a little object and carrying it around. So it'll be like a twig or a little piece of bark or a leaf, and like he'll just carry it around, and then the other male will like sing triumphantly. And there was one, <laughs> there was one instance where one of them carried a, a, a leaf for like almost thirty minutes while the other bird was just singing, which is really funny. That's so funny. See, but getting back to the concept of shame, like <laughs> yeah, right. Some animals need shame. <laughs> yeah. That's what separates us from them. Is that you know we we really yeah. we are really good at shame. But I guess if that's what separates us from them, that means that the bears caught in nets and the the submissive toeys are also. Right. They're right on the verge of being humans. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We got to let them vote. They should be allowed to drive um, and uh, they should be able to get like Medicare and stuff. Yeah. God, can you imagine the road rage a bear would have? What a fucking nightmare. Oh, the God. Yeah. yeah, Not cutting off a bear. It's telling you that much right now. Yeah. Only slightly less terrifying than the average L.A. (laughs) driver. (laughs) I'm slightly more terrifying than the average bear. Um, Jess, would you rather be on the 101 with normal 101 <laughs> traffic or there's no traffic but there's one bear, bear in a car, <laughs> car that can operate the car well just you just, like right you just want to see the bears while you're saying yes. yeah and he's trying to yeah. crash into me wait what i guess yeah i feel like I don't we're know. just saying what would be more scary is normal 101 drivers <laughs> or like a, a bear, yeah, or a road bear driving bear. a car <laughs> With road rage because yeah. he's yeah, running late for work. He's mad. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. so mad. He's got a tie on. He's yeah. His wife packed him the wrong fish. No. He's not mm. happy. She also has a job. She just likes pre- prepping stuff in the morning. It's not that women yeah. have to do the fish in the house. Dewey, dewey, dewey. That is uh, strike three. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, at least we're how do we we're how do we how end. do we kick him out of this recording? How do you oh, boy, oh, like boy. remove user? Gone. <laughs> Um, yeah. Hell yeah! Any other thoughts? Are any other thoughts on the spotted toe before we move on? No. Shout out to shout out to horny, desperate, got little guys. Shout out! <laughs> yeah. And that's the only time you'll hear me say that. That's <laughs> uh, how we cut this clip for Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! Uh, any other birds you guys saw you want to talk about before we wrap up? Yeah, wait, did you say that earlier that morning doves are the the most hunted bird in the world? At least, that in, was nor- a- at least in North America, yeah. Or in North America, yeah. yeah. That, to me, was like, I don't know what I would have thought it would be. Yeah. Like, geese, Turkey? maybe? I would say but pheasant, like, probably, or goose, yeah. Duck? Yeah. But no, it's doves, specifically morning yeah, doves. That's Yeah, that's super crazy. I would not have... Is it to eat or for sport? Well, I mean, it's to sport, but they eat them. That's sad. Why don't they hunt pigeons? Wait, morning doves are a pigeon or a pigeon is a, is a dove? Pigeons are a type of dove. Okay. Dove so and pigeon, depending on... It's pigeon 
why don't they hunt pigeons for sports? Not not that they sh- any animal should be hunted for sport, but they might as well. I think you're supposed to be branding a gun in the streets of New York. I guess. Because pigeons only live in cities. That's true. Okay, that makes sense. Well, why don't you round them yeah. up and take them somewhere and hunt them there? I mean, I guess you could. Wait. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't want to clip that out of context. <laughs> yeah. Well, only because they like can't, they have nothing else to do, you know? Sure. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I mean they do they do call geese and stuff, especially in yeah. Yeah. New York. Like because again, because of airplanes. I was gonna say ever since a, Sully. A yeah. Sully. Yeah, you get a Sully situation. Um where birds get sucked into an engine and just, just shuts the whole thing down. And it's a huge issue in like the New York area. So they yeah. like sis- systematically like go out and like kill a bunch of geese every now and again. I don't know how they do that. Is it through yeah. I'm not like, sure how they would do that. Poisoning them? That doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> well, but poisoning. also, I'm like, that's probably the the fastest way to kill a bunch of birds. Is probably poison. I don't know. Yeah. There's... Poison's not great for wildlife because it what? stays in the ecosystem. So like other birds will eat the dead yeah. birds and they'll die. And it's yeah. Not great. Probably a net. Then they probably just get a net. They just send. They just send more more Captain Sullys after. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so just we're gonna grind them all up in the engines of the plane awesome well that um unless you have another one we want to talk about that wraps up our trip today so jasmine yeah of the birds mm-hmm. we saw today what was your favorite yeah Ooh, i think the spotted toey is the prettiest one i think especially sure. now seeing the photos of it but the acorn woodpecker is just so fascinating to me i'm like i i legit i think i am gonna just sit down and like read a bunch about them and their Aww. like little communities and stuff because yeah Hell like i yeah. said it's like it's the same thing with bees where i'm like how are bees so fucking smart and organized <laughs> that they're able to like do all this shit and i'm like yeah these acorn woodpeckers are just like that so i think that's super yeah. cool yeah yeah Hell yeah jess what was your favorite we saw today acorn woodpecker i love those little guys yeah they're always gonna be your favorite totally. huh? and let, yeah. until the day we see a quail mm-hmm. again I like those. What was your favorite? I think my favorite is going to be that little Hutton's Vero. He was so cute and tiny. We've never Mm. seen one before. And I always love seeing the new guys. So Totally. Yeah. That was uh, my pick. Yeah, you you unlocked a new bird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got a little achievement. It was great. Yeah. Um, It used to just be a little, like, grayed out silhouette of Hutton's (laughs) Vero. And now you actually have the, like, character art for him. Yeah. 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 A little challenger approaching. Hell yeah. Well, we have another question for you, Jasmine. Yes. Would you go birding again? Yeah, absolutely. I would, especially on a day when it's not as rainy. Cause yeah, I that think, was a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was still really fun, though. And, like, yeah. honestly, just, like, being out on a hike. I said this earlier, but, like, just I haven't been on a hike in a while. So it was nice just, like, seeing all this stuff. I feel like going to another, like, uh, another not another climate or another biome but <laughs> i mean i guess that area, is what i'm yeah. saying like just a different yeah a different area with like different kinds of things would be cool yeah, yeah. but it was super fun hell yeah um before yeah. we wrap up i'm prepping a little game for us it's very small Ooh. and stupid i just need one more second we're going to guess which bird species most commonly cause bird strikes Ooh. Oh, that's so fun. A what strike? A bird strike. Jasmine, you want to explain what a bird strike is? It's just when a, a bird 
or cloud of birds, a clump might one might say, uh, yeah. hits like a plane, <laughs> like a, an aircraft. Um, yeah. And so, so that's what that's what caused the mm-hmm. Sully Hudson River incident was he hit a bunch of geese while he was taking off, and uh, yeah, they're they're very dangerous because they can yeah. again shut down your entire engine or whatever. So, okay, okay, bird species most responsible. Yep. So is it by country or is it just one answer? It's just going to be. I think it's by the whole fucking world. So we don't oh, have to get a specific. That's... Yeah. We don't have to get a specific species. We just got to, if you can sort of guess the group of type of birds. So we have mm-hmm. four that we're going to guess. So the first one, this one accounts for 30% of all strikes. Oh, man. I, I mean, I got, I, geese are the only one that I know of for sure. Sure. But I feel like it might be more than 30%. Actually, well, I don't know how common geese are in the, if this is the whole world. The whole yeah. world. So you're going to say uh, geese? I'm going to say geese, I guess. Jess, what are you um, going to guess? Trying to think of like most populated airports and what birds they have. I guess geese. Sure. I'll go geese for the 30%. We're just going up from here, right? No, we're going down. Are we so going this down? Is the most, yeah. Oh, so 30 is the most. Yeah. Oh, this is the most. And that can, yeah, then I would say geese for sure. Mm, that makes me not want to say geese. I don't know any other birds. I've locked in. I'm locking in. I'm fully locked in with the geese. Yeah, okay, geese. So you're both technically correct. So 30% accounts for waterfowl, but the great majority of those waterfowl are geese, specifically Canada geese, snow geese, and gray lag geese Okay. are the big ones. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Canada geese that were sully, right? Or was that a snow goose? I have no idea. I'll, fi- I'll find it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's Canada Gates. I feel like those are common in, yeah. in like New York. So this City, next right? group, twenty two percent. Mm-hmm. Pigeons? Man, geese was the only one I knew. I don't know any of these other ones. Um Hutton's <laughs> Vireo, no. Um And you know not again, that. this one's not a specific one, it's like a group of birds. So if you can think of a group Okay. Pigeons slash doves. A group of birds. Is that gonna be your guess, Jess? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. Pigeons. Just cause like they're city birds. There's always an airport in near cities or sure. seagulls. Yeah, that's 100% my thinking. Ooh, I'll go that's goals for the next answer. one, maybe. Or should gonna I switch goals, it? Go, you're going to go goals well, for this one or the next one? I don't know. Your face says this one. I don't know. Um, This one. Jasmine, what do you think? Oh, okay. wait. Well, I'm going to say pigeons for this one. Does, is a goal a waterfowl? Or no, is goal's that not like waterfowl. Rivers? Waterfowl okay. is like uh, ducks and geese. Goals would be their own thing. Okay. The ants, what'd you say, Jasmine? Pigeons. So, pigeons and doves account for the fourth place answer of 7%. Oh, okay. But for this one, it is gulls. Gulls account for 22% of bird strikes. Wow. Which makes sense for a lot of coastal airports. Yeah. Yeah. So that covered wow, our second sense. and fourth. So this is our final one. It's the third most. So this is 20% of bird strikes. Ooh, okay. So we've already covered gulls and um, 
And it seems like the bigger geese, ones are more common. Pigeons. The geese that and yeah, the that's what ones I was, are less common. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is it because they're less like maneuverable and they're like probably? So a lot of big birds have yeah. a lot of hard times flying, um, especially those big yeah. ass wings. So I would guess that's why. Yeah, man. Mm. But it wouldn't be like hawks or something, right? Because I feel like we don't those, know. Th- those are very maneuverable, but they're also big, and I'm like. Hmm. And they're always up there. Yeah. Hmm. They are always up there. That's true. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, I don't know how com- hawks are common worldwide, too, right? Yep. Yeah. Man. But I also, do- I don't know. For some reason, I don't. I feel like I never heard about like a hawk getting. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it something Although, funny like bald eagles? Like planes just eat them up? I can't That'd tell be funny. you. I'm going to give you the answer. Maybe like. um. Raptors. Okay. As a group, Jasmine, is that allowed? Think? Oh, sure. that's a group. Man, I. Jasmine, first of all, I want to say is? hawks because I'm no actually <laughs> yeah. wait like Jasmine or Jessica, could you explain what a raptor like is Jurassic Park raptor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think um, Jurassic Park raptors are getting. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. It's actually um, number three. So the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. The Toronto, yes, the Toronto Raptors are twelfth in the Eastern <laughs> Conference. Are the are the number three the Toronto, cause of yes. yeah. Um, yeah, Chris the Toronto Paul. Raptors like after Al Qaeda, the organization that has most <laughs> damaged the airline industry the most is the Toronto Raptors. Um, oh man, I don't know. I I am gonna say hawk type creatures, even though I know that's well that that would be a raptor. Oh, it would be a raptor. Okay. So, Jess, what's a raptor? A uh, raptor has forward-facing eyes, a curved beak, and talons. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so so hawks, falcons, eagles, um, oh, okay, vultures, so and, and some owls. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, well, wait, maybe owls? owls? Is that crazy? <laughs> Here's the thing. No, I feel like I'm gonna, insane. Those, right? I don't I'm going to I'm I'm lock in the two answers you guys gave because guess what? You're both correct. Raptors are the 20%. Raptors wow. are the more common oh, wow. birds sucked into Strong engines. and mighty. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's too yeah. bad because they are like, in their their world, they are the kings of the skies. But then sure. That's true. humans had to come along and ruin it. That reminds me of blue whales. You know how they're like the biggest sea yeah. critter. Crit- <laughs> I say critter and creature at the same time and it's coming out wrong. Um, so they were the biggest for a long time. And then, uh, big, like, um, um, big boats. What are they called? Uh, yachts. They like carry stuff around. No, no, no. Cargo ships? Yachts. Cargo ships. Yeah, battleships. So cargo ships started coming around and blue whales don't know how to like defend themselves because they never had to. And instead of like. Carriers are probably the biggest. Yeah. Whatever's big. Um. And they never had to like kind of have defense mechanisms for that kind of stuff. So instead of um, like getting out of the way quickly by diving down, they can't really do that. They start sinking horizontally down to avoid the boats. Oh, wow. Does it work? They can sink faster that way? Nope. They just sink. Oh, Oh. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's against time. Um. Yeah. Because they I, never knew, they never like were like it'd be easier if we, and they're so big that I think it's hard to probably get that weight, yeah, yeah, to go down like that. 
Yeah. Um, That's what I know I about a, blue whales. I have a less sad whale fact. So mm-hmm. killer whales, you know how they're all trained to like dance and shit and like see the world and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rehabilitated whales have been teaching dancing to their pod mates. And now it's like a behavior of wild orcas is to dance. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So they like doing it. That's good. Yeah, that makes me feel good. I mean, I don't know how how, humanely they're trained, but they seem to enjoy it once they figure it out. So, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Human dancers aren't humanely trained either. Because I mean, look at all these. Yeah. Like, you know, 13 year old ballet girls smoking cigarettes or whatever. But, you know, (laughs) we should give the orcas cigarettes. (laughs) <laughs> we should would orcas smoke yeah. like a bunch of cigarettes at once or one big cigarette um i don't wait do orcas need to like surface to get air or no is that yeah they do okay yeah i think in that case we should train the orcas to just come up and just do like one big drag and just smoke an entire cigarette in like one go and then go back. And down. then do they breathe it out or does it come up through their blowhole? Okay. Oh, do we left? He's, he's so <laughs> mad about so mad about this. He doesn't plan. want to. I think it'll come out of the blowhole. That sounds fun. And you can even teach it to do like tricks, like smoke because you, know, you know how like people can blow like, like little smoke rings? rings. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> like we can that can be part of it. We teach the orc step one, we teach the orcas how to smoke cigarettes. And step two, we teach them how to do cool tricks with the smoke. So Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We could teach an orca to vape, even. Like, the future (laughs) is here. And then we give them shrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there actually, like, a super unethical science experiment in, like, the 60s where they gave acid to a dolphin? And they were like, we're going to put this dolphin in a a house with a person or something? Like, yeah. What the fuck? That was a thing. I don't know. Science in the 60s was insane. You could just do anything. Wait, so Ugh. they gave it LSD and they put it in a house? Yeah, and they're like, we're gonna I forgot why. Dolphin Dolphin in house LSD. <laughs> what if I'm just making all of this up? Is that the is that the woman who like married a dolphin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scientists once gave down. dolphins yeah. informally known as the dolphin house investigated methods of talking to creatures in the 1960s. So they gave NASA apparently funded this. We can put dolphins in space. I'm picturing a dolphin sitting on a couch. Yeah, that's what I was picturing too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I now mean, I think about it, it's probably in a tank, but still. Yeah. Did they just like flood a house, or was there like a room in the house that was like the dolphin room? Man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, in my mind, they just flooded a house, but that's probably not what it actually is. But maybe the who dolphin knows? who loved me. Wow. At the bottom of the cliff was a big white building. She was like, if I live, they're basically like, if a dolphin lives with a human, like, 24-7, then it might be able to learn how to speak. So they were trying to teach this dolphin to speak by, Um, like, giving it acid and making it live in a house with a a woman, basically. Sure. So. This guy was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Again, every possible, like ethical violation in science <laughs> yeah, that you can right. think of, I think, was committed during this experiment. Yeah. I feel so, like at some point they fell in love with the dolphin, right? Is that part of it? That yeah, or like something. It. Or like, I don't know. Or she had to jerk the dolphin off or something, and it was like... Oh yeah, that, she had to jerk the dolphin off. Yeah, she definitely didn't want to. Yeah. I think I saw a video about that. It was not, yeah. it was not right. Sorry, no, I had to jerk him off. Sorry, I couldn't, couldn't yeah. be avoided. <laughs> 
Is that the same as this, or was that a different, unfortunately, different, I don't know. unrelated thing? And people I, are just freaks with dolphins. I do remember watching Blackfin or Blackfish, whatever it was called, and there's that moment Blackfish. where the orca gets a huge erection. I think they talk about jacking them off. Why let the water get know. in the way? Yeah. Maybe it was because I was living so close to the lab. It just seems so simple. Why let the water get in the way? So I said, <laughs> why well, want to plaster everything and fill this place with water? I want to live here. Sounds like it's just a weird person, and this dolphin had to kind of deal with it. Yeah, yeah. two very weird people. Oh, there's two of them? I'm glad they found each other. Well, it seems like a, maybe like a, yeah, um, John and something. A little polycule of perverts. Or maybe I'm reading this wrong. I'm just skimming, so I'm actually not. Sure. Oh, Margaret, love it. All right, I'm done live reading. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, well, Jasmine, thank later. you so much again for coming on. Do you have anything to plug? Aside from that dolphin oh. article. Yeah. <laughs> if there's any scientists designing research yeah. experiments out there, go read that article and just do not do yeah. any of the things <laughs> that they say in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. For legal and moral reasons. And this will come out on Wednesday. On Wednesday? Okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, right before the Jerking Dolphins Off conference <laughs> on the 20th. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, if you are in the LA area, come see Moon Goon uh, sketch comedy at UCB Franklin, first Saturday of the month, every month at 7 p.m. Ooh. Our next show is going to be another showing of our big hit musical, City Walk the Musical, about... Um, yeah. About the greatest shopping and dining district adjacent to a movie studio <laughs> theme park yeah. in the world. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a really fun show. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully you guys can come to it. Yeah, um, yeah. we've been yeah, trying to, and every time it gets sold out because it's so popular. Yeah. So listeners, as soon as these tickets, follow Moon Goon on Instagram so you can buy these tickets as soon as they come At up. Because we they, are Moon Goon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On Instagram.com. Mm hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, I'm going to plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to plug knowledge and education and okay. do your research on glaciers and dolphins, which sure. I will be doing. What about you? Hell yeah. What do you um, I'm going to plug a few things, actually. So first and foremost, I'm going to plug SELA. So again, if you want to volunteer in your community and volunteer with us at SELA, check out the website, selahnhc.org. For all the different opportunities throughout the week and throughout the different LA neighborhoods where you can volunteer with your unhoused neighbors and really feel like a part of your community. I'm also going to selfishly plug this podcast. So if you're loving this podcast, uh, leave us a little five stars on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify so I can keep track of how many little perverts are listening to us every week. Um, and share us with your friends. We're posting reels all the time on Instagram. And now TikTok, thanks to Jess, our TikTok manager. <laughs> Um, so follow us on Instagram and TikTok, share our things. I don't know how TikTok works. I don't know if you share stuff or the algorithm really just vomits things at you. Uh, but yeah, so do that shit. And, um, I also have another podcast again that I'm going to plug. So, um, 
It's called Small Town D&D. Past guest Alex Wolfson has created this wonderful podcast where normally a D&D podcast follows you on a grand adventure. But here we just stay home and deal with small town problems like elections and bankruptcy. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, um, it's with me, um, past guest Chelsea, past guest Alex. I play a character named Albert Penis, a name that, again, Alex tried to talk me out of several times. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, check it out. You can also get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the different podcast places. Check out our new website, smalltowndnd.com. Hell yeah. Well, Jasmine, thank you again so much for coming on and having a great little day with us. Yeah, thank you so much for taking me out and showing me, like, teaching me so many cool bird facts and, yeah, yeah, hanging out with me. You guys are great. Thanks for braving the elements for us. I know you're just an L.A. person. I was being being so brave in the face of that light (laughs) drizzle. I was, I really mustered up all of my strength to come out today, so, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I'm going to leave everybody with that. That was hard. I was out late last night. Normally it's easier.